welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! Constantly just going about in a vest top now. Oh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Are you just, is that what you're just Jeff keeping it now? Are you getting... yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 for those who don't realise, Jeff Capes used to be very well known. He, he, was he not like oh. one of the first kind of well-known kind of strong men who kind of broke through the kind of the fourth wall and kind of started doing kind of TV adverts and televisual appearances because he could actually string yeah. a sentence together. That probably did help. <laughs> that probably did help because, yeah. I well, The thing is, I knew Jeff Cape. Well, I don't know Jeff Capes, but my mum's mum yeah. had some weird connection. She, she did something to do with Wimbledon Tennis Club and like sports something or mm-hmm. other. And somehow via that, knew Jeff Capes personally. And it was just one of those things when, I think this was even when he was still doing, I think he was a, was he a shot putter? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think when he was a shot putter and then when like we first ever watched like World's Strongest Man, my mum would say like, oh, man used to know him. <laughs> Is it Molly Sugden's bridesmaids? <laughs> kind of thing. Do you know what I love the fact is? I love the fact that, like, if I look at the stats on who listens to the show, predominantly it's people in America. <laughs> so they'll be they'll be listening to this and going, "What, Jeff Capes? Who's that? <laughs> Molly Sugden's bridesmaid? Who's that?" They'll have no, they'll have no. Idea. And I like them to keep the enigma. I like them to go. I don't want to feed them on a platter. I'm not going to put anything in the show notes. No, that's what Wikipedia's for. I expect them to go out and look up what Jeff Capes yeah. did. I expect them to look about Molly Sugden's bridesmaids. I expect them to even look up shot putting. I don't think yeah. they know much what I don't think shot, Americans care about shot, shot putting, did they? Yeah. I think it was like one of these sports that's like, uh, I think they had a agreement with the Russians at the time to kind of like, they had the, the Americans got javelin and uh, the Russians kept like shot putting. No. You know, who's gonna win the, the me- who's gonna win the medals? East Eastern Eastern European, they were the javelinners. Oh, were they? Yeah, Jan Zelinski, he was a world record really? dad, still holds the world <laughs> record, I think. I only know this because I happened to do javelin when I was younger. So I mean, that was that was one of my sports. So. This is where heading down a you take me down a path I can't follow. I like and Anakin. in fact, right, in fact right, okay. another weird thing. I wanna know, know this. Know Gold, Goldie Sayers, do you know who Goldie Sayers is? No. She was the, she's been up until when she retired recently the leading British women's javelin thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to go to school with her. She was in my school year. So. I didn't realise that when you take people away from board games, actually, a lot of the time, they're far more interesting than anything to do with actual board games. Because board games, by far definition, <laughs> far by definition quite dull. I hate to break this to you people. I know you're listening along expecting some cardboard goodness, but... Um, you know, anyway, 
I don't think we're going to do an intro. Welcome to We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host. Joining me... It's Luke Pryor. Looks, it is. The wonderful, the fantastic Pryor. Mr. Pryor Convictions. Oh, no. It's not it's no. Not the wonderful and the fantastic one. That's a different Luke Pryor. Are you the... Um, <laughs> what are you? I'm the ignorant, selfish, horrible, <laughs> just downright evil, horrible person. Are Luke you Pryor, like that one? That kind of edgy... The edgy kind of one. I'm not even edgy. Are you the kind just, of person just, that kind of like... Just a scumbag. You just, just not, I'm not even edgy. Push the door into the face of an old woman and say, there you go. If When I, when I can get them, yeah. yeah. Mark, I mean, the best yeah. place to do that, you hang about Marks and Spencers on a Thursday afternoon because they've got it kind of ingrained to them that Thursday is still pension day, I think. And they'll be going in and picking up the salmon mousse. And you just go to hold the door open for them while they've got two bags of shopping and a kind face, and you just let it go. <laughs> just just hold it, just yeah, just hold it long enough for them to think, "Oh, oh what a sweet young wham!" Because <laughs> the older they get, the bone, the bones they just break. <laughs> so much. I'm one, of the, I'm one of those people. You know, you know, you get those like fail compilation videos. Yes, yeah. and they're supposed to make you laugh and everything. Yeah. I'm just there taking notes as to how I could set people up for them. I'm not laughing at all. I take it very seriously. I think very, I, very seriously. I think, I think you have to. I think. I mean, people do. I mean, I, I mean, that's probably why there's so many there. There's probably a network. There's a forum out there of people to say, hmm. "Look, it's January seventh. You know what that means? Get out there with your squeegee bottle full of cold water and start spraying some pavements, folks." <laughs> Let's let's ice these bad boys. Let's ice these such bad a beautiful boys. time of year. Such a beautiful time of year. Because <laughs> it gets everybody it's magical. Yeah. It's like so I, I look at snowfall in a very different magical sense than everybody else. <laughs> I look at it as just broken coccyx, you know, <laughs> grazed tires, hands, you know, burnt out rubber on tires, you know, frustration. Oh, great, it's just fabulous. People not it's being fabulous. able to go to the toilet. That's just that's <laughs> the best. The best kind of time. Um, it's a wonderful time to be alive. I mean, you're allowed to be nasty now. It's being edgy, aren't you? Because otherwise you're a woke. Don't know what that means. Don't want to get I into know. it. I'm 41. I'm not allowed to know what it means. I'm not allowed to have an opinion anymore. You and know. if I dared to have one, it will be the wrong one for somebody. So I just don't have them anymore. I felt... I, I, can't, even, I can't even remember how you spell opinion, let alone have one. I, I don't. I don't even want to. I don't even want to guess. I don't even want. To, and and do you know what? If I guessed, even if I got it right, it'd be wrong. Um, Absolutely. I felt old today. Do you know how I felt old? Go on. It's cousin's birthday. Right. Do you know how old they are? Forty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got me. You've got me beat there. You've got do me you know beat I mean? there. I don't, I don't. Oh no! Actually, yeah, I do have forty-nine-year-old cousins. No, I've. <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah, I have older than forty-nine. I just wonder. Am I not past that? Do we call them? Do we not just have to call them auntie? Do they not kind of like? Do they not transition does, into kind of really like an point. auntie thing? I mean, could you really say that you've got a forty-nine-year-old cousin? Does that? Does that not? I think stupid? once you're old enough. Yeah. Once you're old enough to legally do everything you're allowed to ever legally do. Yeah. Like so, you're 21 or above. I think that's where your last yeah, that's your last threshold to get past. Used to be you know. 25 for HGV, I think licenses, oh, but there was that. Right, you might be right. All right, let's say 25. Let's say 25. 25 and up. Yeah. I think once you're 25 and up, mm. you don't have cousins. No. 
unless they're really less sweet. than 25. Yeah. Unless they're less than 25. Yeah. Once you are 25 or they are 25 and up, nobody can be classed as a cousin no. anymore. You're just an adult who happens to also be related. And I can see that because I see that automatically there seems to be this, like, um, my daughter's down from, she's down from uni. <laughs> she, she does universities and skyscrapers. Is, uh, I was going to say, is she down, is she down from uni? Because I'm guaranteeing she is not going to uni north of wherever you live, is she? She's go- does she? She's, does she? Oh, if she doesn't. She's going nope. to uni in the clouds. Uh, she jumps from plane to plane, learns. She's like a superhero. Um, she told she just, us she, she goes to university in the Goodyear blimp. But <laughs> she kind of we we kind of did the, um, the 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 whistle stop tour. You do is all the relatives, and, and it happened that like my both of my brothers were together in the same house, and uh, so their nep- all my nephews were there, and obviously it was his her cousins, but all of her cousins were calling her, you know, calling her auntie. Because she's ninety, <laughs> there was they were because he saw them, you know, as a grown up, grown up woman must be an auntie, and he's even though that's technically not correct at all. There's cousins, but again, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. I get, I get it more than once. A, not, you know, yeah. once somebody gets to a certain age, do they just automatically become an uncle? Because you all remember when you were growing up, there was like kind of like you had kind of like your your dad's kind of strange friend come round, and it's oh, like, yeah. all right, here's Uncle Derek. And you called him Uncle Derek. It was no, yeah. no, you know. My my kids have uncles yeah. that are in no way blood relation to me. <laughs> don't have you know. don't have Mark as an uncle, do they? Well, actually, I, yes, they do have Arthur, <laughs> Uncle Mark because my brother's name is. Mark. <laughs> oh, right, well, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, do you mean do you mean yeah. Mark Jolly yeah. Green Giant Cook? Yeah, no, the one-eyed monster. I try to keep it away from him. I would. <laughs> I would, because at the moment, I think if you if you kind of like drop anything on the ground, he picks it up and turns it into a convention. Um, <laughs> As I just realised, I'm drinking out of a <laughs> mug branded by Mister Cook. Anybody that <laughs> anybody that wears any or uses any kind of branded items, what what a what a shell, what a tool, what, a shell. what an absolute what an absolute idiot. Um, I noticed that um, you've been keeping your uh, you've been keeping your winning streak entering. The, is that the the yearly eyedropper challenge? You won a trophy this year, this year. <laughs> Looking at you, I don't think I've seen so kind of gloriously well organised kind of paint racks for the for the uh, for the. It sounds like a police officer, but for the for the for the tape. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Luke going. Pryor has shown me literally racks of paints that he has. These little dropper paints are they Vallejo's and army painter ones that you've got in the mixture? Uh, no, I've got two thin coat, and then yes, they're all Vallejo. And it ha- well, there happens to be some mm. GW stuff up there. Okay, but then I also do have some speed paints, army paint, speed paints, and then I have all the wow. GW contrast paints there. So wow. yeah. Um, as a, never stops. I've got painting questions. <clears throat> People are going to be listening along tonight. Love saying, like, look, look, right, oh, see I for, love painting see questions. See for ages, right? Everybody's went, oh, maybe if you didn't do the interviews as much and you kind of actually just had people on to talk about board games, then you'd be more popular. You might get nominated for a Golden Geek. Nobody said that to me. I said it in my head when I was crying on the toilet when I realised once again we hadn't been nominated. But I was about to say nobody said that to you, did they? <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. 
so I don't get any feedback. I just put, or maybe maybe one of your cousins did. I put I this out like know. a cry for help. Um, but anyway, people talk about speed painting and stuff like that, and they talk about dry brushing and they talk about contrast paints and everything like that. Is it all a fad? I mean, do they really, really help? I mean, can you really produce... I mean, you can really produce some kind of wonderful stuff. What's your go-to weapon of choice when it's coming to kind of painting? What, what, What's kind of turning your head, you know, having you flick up your heels, making you say, la, sir, when it comes to... I'm 41, to- I don't flick up my heels. <laughs> um- Unless they're attached to, like, 20 kilos that I've just left it. <laughs> um... Uh, I so I've been painting minis right. since I was somewhere around ten. Right. Okay. You know, back where you used to get, and you still you still get them, but yeah, humbral enamel paints. Do you oh, remember yeah. seeing them in the little? Yeah. They looked like a little proper paint yeah. tin, and no shaking or stirring in the world could make that actually combine and- into two solid <laughs> to one liquid. And on the other side, oil of it. and pigment. And on the other side of it. No cleaning, no cleaning fluid in the world could get that stuff off no. anything at all. You got that on the no. carpet, as I learned, right? You're having to get nail scissors to get rid of that stuff. <laughs> you get a new house. Not even a car, a new carpet will do the no. job. No. <laughs> um, in fact, in a second, we'll get to what we were asking. Yeah. But in 30 odd years or 31 years of painting. Yeah. I have never gone to the lengths to try and figure out truly how to use humble enamel paints. So that actually I might even try and do. I have no idea how to fully use them. I think as I get older and I realise there's a build-up of like coffee and various juices on my teeth, I might actually be tempted to use the white one. <laughs> give, That's true. Give myself yeah. that killer, that killer Ryland kind of smile, <laughs> which I always find amazing. With people that I've kind of like got the teeth the new teeth and it's oh. like and you know what it's like it's like they're learning to talk again and you, it's amazing no i mean seriously you see them you see them on tell and this is again like you didn't like that <laughs> it's, I, f- yeah, it's... I thought i did quite well today <laughs> and you see them and it's like not being able to see richard right now <laughs> He has put some sort of tape or blue tack or something, white tack in front of his lip. And yes, he... I tack a fart like this. Very white lips. I've uh, got very, very white just, teeth. Look at this. I feel like Esther Ranson. <laughs> That's another great one that just, Americans are going to have to wicked. I don't give a... I don't go let them just... I take a photo. <laughs> tack a fart. Tack a fart, remember? <laughs> you get racist now, I think. I like Janet Street Porter. <laughs> I'm just going to fit that somewhere. Ah! Okay. It's actually the cloth for cleaning my glasses, which I'm not going to have to burn. Is that what it was? So anyway, go back to your question. Yeah, going back to my question. So like I said, I have been, I've been painting for 30 odd years. Yeah. And one of the biggest revelations I had probably somewhere in the last 10 or so years, 10, 15 years, was the idea that unless you're painting towards a competition level, there is a point in which you just don't need to keep on painting it. You know, there's you are just wasting time and effort to to the point of of you know so few people will ever see it in its all its glory kind of thing, and all you'll end up with 
two amazing painted middies yeah. in an army that's you know not barely painted at all or probably undercoated so i became yeah a big fan of of the 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 phrase tabletop standard which is kind of the concept of if it looks good from your eyes to the table yeah you know that kind of distance you know sort of three or four feet then meant perfect that's what you want yeah and and i i used to do a thing do you you understand what a zenithal prime is for no well, so, if I don't you, know it, it's worthwhile kind of explaining it. So, it? if it's so, so usually you would you you base you spray your minis mm. in an undercoat, yeah, yeah, primer. Yeah. Now, some people do it in black, some people do it in white or grey, depending on the finish you want to get. <clears throat> One of the nice ones to do is to do it black. Yes. Then, from sort of mostly above, not from the sides and underneath, you go for grey, and then from really directly above, you go for white. Yeah. So it gives you. Um, you'll be able to see it on the video. I'll be able to see it, but no, oh, oh, no, no, he's killed it. Dropped him. Oh no, he's gone. Dropped, he's away. Dropped Doctor he's Doom. Gone. Um, oh, so I don't think you'll be able to really see it, but he's, oh yeah, okay. So it highlights the low lights, as it were. Yeah. So it, it brings out the shade and the shadows in it. It looks like he's and standing under a street it, lamp. Exactly. Ah, yes. Right, okay. Um, and obviously you could change where that light is coming from as to where you focus the white. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, when you put a, then a thin paint mm. over, that will naturally allow that shading that you've already done yeah. underneath to come through. So that's a really big time saver. And contrast paints are a massive proponent in exactly that, in being a thin paint yeah. that already also does shading itself. Yes. But then, if you exaggerate the shading with a zenithal prime, um, I used to do it with with um like glazes and washes mm. um but now with contrast paints it does it even better so i was already kind of using that contrast paint method beforehand or what is now called commonly known as slap chop i was slap gonna say yeah slap chop paint method yeah 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 you know is it new though I mean, is no, it, it's not new is at it all. New? It's just is been it, given a name. Yeah, is it just I one, don't get it. Is it just one of these things that is like everybody's been kind of doing, or there's been a, a group of people yeah. that have been doing it for years, and then a large group of people, and then all large of a sudden, is somebody went, if we name this, then we can get it out. Because I, I have been. I'll show. I'll go and get my. This is all great podcasting stuff. You lucky people, not Don't being be able visual. to see anything visual at all. You know, but <laughs> you know, this is what you wanted. So anyway. Right. So. Right. Here's my efforts. Okay. I put these up here. Okay. Now I think you did. You send me some pictures of these a while ago. Yeah. Oh, look at you with your space marines. You know, and I'm gonna see. Right. Done a good job, people. I'm looking at a, a solid painting mini. Right. So I've got like my. I've got. I put dirt on the bottom of it. Don't know how mm-hmm. this camera right. So I've put dirt on the bottom of it. I've kind of basted it in a kind of a muddy kind of like with irony rust. I've put mud on the various parts of the like the shield there and stuff like that. So you know, and then I've used the kind of the contrast paints to kind of bring out the kind of the details. I was quite proud of that, but then I'm a bit of a you know, <laughs> I'm a bit of an artist myself. Um, you know, I think. Do you know what the one I'm kind of job. the one really the one I'm most proud of is my boat. The boat. My boat. The boat. So he's got toys galore on these shelves that he keeps going back to. 
got models and all sorts back there. Because I got um, Armada from Mantic oh, Games. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, see, for things like this, contrast paints are just They're such a dream. So good. Because they just, because like, for, for, for when, you, when you're just getting into painting, like when you get to small scale, so what, what, for the people who can't see what he's just shown me, yeah. he's just put, shown me uh, from Mantic Games, they made Kings of War Armada, which is a naval ships. Yeah. So, you know, and if you imagine even the biggest of ships are like, as long as your index finger kind of thing, they're not long at all, you know. But they're very detailed and they're really nice little minis, aren't they? Yeah, um, they're lovely. So to just paint those, that's really daunting when you're just getting into all this stuff. But contrast paints just make it so easy. Just all that, all that you know, the the, the contrast paint goes into the recesses, highlights all the planking and the decking. And yeah, it the, just looks lovely. You know, the guns and just beautiful. Yeah, really good. The only mistake, I, I wish somebody had said to me, look, if you want to do... My only problem with my Mantic stuff is that I didn't. I, I, I painted it after I put it together, which I think for certain I, things, because of the intricacy of this take thing, take the sails off. I would, you almost I would like have to take on. the sails off. You almost have to kind of like break yeah. them off and put them back on again, which is a which is a kind of like a difficulty. Painting it was a joy because it is. I mean, you're literally looking at. I've got four. I got four base colors here. So I've got my yeah. I've got my brown in my ship's hull. I've got the blue of the ocean. I've got the white, grey whites of the sails, and then I've got the gold of the kind of the decoration. So you put that on, and then if you put some contrast paint over the top of it, as you say, you get all the kind of the depths and mm. the kind of the shadows. I have been watching some of the sh- the slap chop kind of stuff, and I'm tempted to go back and do it. But my problem is that, you know, when I'm painting, I'm a bit of a I know and I understand the tabletop standard, but you get kind of like a bit of a perfectionist where you kind of go back and you keep touching it. And sometimes you well, just need to put it down and put it away. That's absolutely fine. But that's, mm. that's one of the good things about tabletop standard is, so like say that unit of Space Marines you've mm. got, I could, I could see some bits that I, I would have said, like if you'd said to me, if you'd asked for critique, I'd have said, right, the next thing I would do to these would be da 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 And that's the point. You can get them all to that standard that you've got them to. Yeah. And then go, you know, then, you know, get the whole of the rest of your army to that standard. And then you can go, right, okay, what do I, what have I learned now? And I'll, oh, okay, I'll do this to them. Yeah. Like, so there's like some skulls on them and stuff. So you could have gone, I'll, I'll make those skulls actual skulls, ivory kind of color. Yeah. You know, so they just stand out a bit more, like do their loincloths and, yeah. you know, bits, like, little bits like that. Just, or just do some like edge highlighting to it just to, again, just to take it all to the next step. But that's what I like about tabletop standard is it, it's, it just takes you to a really nice level mm-hmm. and then you can go right okay i'll i'll then i'll take it up and or like like your hero characters you could you could spend all the time you want on those you could make them the centerpiece whereas the the the, the ninth model in a unit of 25 models it it don't matter mm. <laughs> you don't need to make it to, you know <laughs> you know it's you like don't care. it don't you need don't to be you know. it's like your second and third kids the first yeah. one you caught and rule them <clears throat> You know, second one, as I've heard this said, you're letting them play with knives. Because, you know what I mean? You want to watch this? You want to watch Terminator 2? You can do that right after Bluey. We'll stick Terminator 2 on for you. That's fine. You can even watch And if you're bad, I'll make you watch Terminator 3. And if I catch you outside, it'll be Terminator Dark, Dark Fate. Uh, 
Who knew that uh, the Schwarzenegger films could form the basis of a of bringing up your children. The basis of parenting. I know, I know, but there you go. So, no, I'm enjoying it. It's, I find it very zen. I kind of very kind of passing the time, and I think uh, I'm going to continue. I need to kind of get back into it because I've been playing kind of like a reasonable number of games at the moment and getting them to the table because I've been writing for Tabletop Games Mag, which has been incredibly good fun. And... Um, it's been kind of interesting, but I've, so I've got quite a few games to the table. What about yourself? What have you got to what the table yourself? recently in terms of games wise um, that you've kind of liked so or not liked? Or I'm in the middle of a campaign game, which has been really awesome because oh. I haven't played a lot of campaign games not well not not since I was an adult anyway. Yeah, um, and I had life, but uh, I said to a few of my mates, like you know, I've got this game. How about we settle for like once every two weeks? Yeah, we'll, we'll do a session on it. And everybody was like, "Yeah, cool, I'm up for that." And so we're in the midst of ISS Vanguard <coughs> from Awakened Realms, which is um, kind of essentially Mass Effect. It's that kind of world, that kind of style. Um, I've heard very, very good things about it. Um, that's am I right? It's quite story driven. Very, yeah, very story driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think like I've seen when when we were learning, you know, how to play it and stuff. I watched some of these, like playthroughs of it, and they did some of the what are called um, operations, which mm. are like they're ones you could play as a one off. Mm. Mm. Um, and I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're fun. Yeah, but I think they would lose so much of of what ISS Vanguard is about, and it's that this overarching story that we're playing through mm. and the kind of struggle of, of it all because it is brutally difficult um, it is it doesn't hold your hand wow. at any point um so yeah i think you lose a lot of what what's appealing of it um what if you if you just try to do one-offs you know what kind of game is it because one of the things people talk as a campaign game but they don't actually say well at its core is it a dungeon <clears throat> crawler is it a skirmish game is it a mixture of no, the two or the three it's it's not even i mean it's almost like an efficiency puzzle because right. way so each each planet you go to mm. so you see so you've got your big like folder which is your your ship yeah so you're sort of managing all your sections of your ship on there mm. but then and uh and you've got certain resources and certain things little things you've got to you know balance and 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 stuff on in, in that front but for the most part that's all fundamentally just kind of theme and progression um then you go down onto planets um and that's where all the kind of story is really coming through um and on these planets it's always broken up into sections and you know it, you never know what it is you're there for yeah it might be a different thing each time a different sort of challenge that you're trying to do but the main thing is you've got you've got what are called section dice yeah so each person is kind of one of the fundamental obvious sections of a, a ship. One person's security, engineering, science, and uh, recon. Um, <clears throat> and so they're all we're all slightly better at certain things. Um, and then you have three different sets of dice, red, uh, blue, and green. And they're kind of, again, they lean towards certain things. And each of us have, although we all have some of each dice, some have more and stuff like that. And we've slowly 
got more dice and those dice have different faces on them and stuff like that yeah and you're really just going around all the time doing all these dice tests that's all you're ever really kind of doing but you they're also like those dice those dice are your like your life counters they're almost like your stamina and stuff like that so you're you're in this constant efficiency puzzle of like oh crap i can't move to this location because you need to spend a dice to move to that location yeah. um <coughs> steve you've got a jetpack if i if i use um one of my uh, little uh the cubes that you some people have if i use one of those i could tag along with you so that will that will save me a dice and yeah like you, you, it's like i say so if it, an efficiency dice puzzle is the best way to describe it and when you if you played just one of those i think you'd be a bit like what's oh, <coughs> what's that about that yeah it? yeah yeah but but because it's done it, although fundamentally each one of the planets is kind of essentially the same the way it kind of pulls you and pushes you and does things that just suddenly unexpected you know and it's like oh wow i didn't see it doing that and you, so it w- without trying to obviously w- make sure i could give any spoilers or anything but yeah it really does it uses this very kind of basic system to do lots of different things um, and it's yeah if you get a chance to do it it's really worth it it's like, but it is it is a commitment. That and that's what's interesting about it because I do see people selling it on now, but I don't see people selling it on because they're saying it's crap, and I don't hear anybody kind of going, "This is a dire, dire game," or "This is not worth your time." It's just a, it's another kick, it's another kind of crowdfunding bloat, bloat kind of game. Yeah, um, sat it's, on the shelf. It's not yeah. though, is it? It's a kind of like it's a campaign. Um, it's like. Um, like Frosthaven, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven yeah, I mean, exactly. and people people are talking about Oathsworn. I mean, we're all talking about these kind of big, huge kind of campaign games that are kind of coming out, and people. I see people kind of getting rid of them and going, "Oh no, don't get me wrong, it's worth two hundred quid." Yeah. But the issue but, is, is that I can't get, you know, me, Frankie, Billy, Bobby, and Joe all together on every second Tuesday night. And it sounds like you've kind of got yeah. a, you got that kind of crack that you've kind of managed to kind we've, of have a commitment Yeah, to I mean, them. we've had we've had plenty of times where, you know, where we've been like, oh, someone's like, oh, I'm away this work, yeah. week for work and stuff like that. You know, life's got in the way because we're all, you know, for the most part married with kids and adults and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, but fundamentally, yes, we, we you know, we, we're all good, you know, and it's, it's ticking along nicely, you know, and we've said, you know, We've we've all really enjoyed it, and I've, uh, we've got some other ones kind of you know around that we're like, oh okay, once once we finish this, yeah, we'll take a break for a little bit and just play some normal games and stuff, and then yeah. we'll start another one, you know. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, when all these people that have got like five or six of them, sitting I don't, on the yeah, shelves, I don't get that, yeah, yeah, it's like, and 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 they, I know they bought them with the best intentions. You do, don't but you? But then eventually, eventually, you sit there and go, Jesus Christ, there's like a. It's like twelve hundred, fourteen hundred quid sitting on that shelf. I know, you know, because <laughs> you get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. And people will buy it. And the interesting thing is, I think there are people that will buy it mm. with the kind of the, the 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 road to hell, as in they'll know they'll think, well, I can get I can get all these people to play, and then it will sit on their shelf oh. for six months, and then they'll be it'll go somewhere else. I, I, there's probably there should be some kind of study into how many different homes 
does like a game like this kind of end up to and and what percentage of that game is actually kind of played and i reckon that the number of homes is probably going to be about two and a half to three and i think the percentage of game that's actually going to be played is like 10 (laughs) (laughs) five or ten percent people will play a couple of games the with you talking about the continual test it reminds me of a game that i kind of want to get to the table which i've had for a while called unsettled Oh yes, which is yeah, orange, really orange that. nebula, which basically mm. is um, is uh, orange nebula. Do some fantastic. I've got, um, I've got. There's certain there's certain companies that I look at their games and I go, I am going to get this or make sure I play this game at least. There's Elder Games that do all the catacombs games. Mm. They when they put something out, I'm just like I'm all over it. I've got I've got literally a, a, a kind of a catacomb full of catacombs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> And then I've got, you know, and then I've got like Vindication, which is the first one, but Unsettled is literally you go to like a sandbox of different planets and they each have their own kind of atmosphere or creatures or, you know, um, kind of low gravity or high gravity or there's acid everywhere or there's monsters that will kind of like tickle you to death and kind of things like that. Mm-hmm. And and you've got to kind of like based on teamwork and based on dice rolls and stuff like that, you've got, to, it's like you said, it's like an efficiency puzzle, like you said, for ISS. Mm-hmm. So you've got to um, you've got to kind of like uh, kind of make make it make it through to the end of the planet. So that's kind of like uh, unsettled, obviously, in a much smaller kind of bite sized chunks. It's, it's not a campaign, is it? Like, no, um, it's unsettled. more like tapas. <laughs> in the so it's like it's like a small bowl of it's a small <laughs> bowl of like chorizo and mushrooms, and then the next bowl is. Yeah. The dog thinks it's a campaign the game, dog clearly. Very opinionated on this. It's a campaign <laughs> game. He's being very, very good until the dog next door. The dog next door comes out. Do you know what it's like? Do you know that meme? Where the guy goes, What's your name? Oh. <laughs> and I'm not gonna repeat it. I don't know what he means. Yeah. You know the, the one with the shouting. Yeah. 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 What's your name? What's your name? That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes, You better not bring my mother into this. <laughs> I built that fire over there, and they're from Boston. Hey, <laughs> Boston, Boston is so brilliant because they've got the pure Boston accent. I built that fire over there. You better not bring my mother into this. <laughs> then do you know what I did? What? <laughs> it's just amazing. So that's what happens. That's what happens. The dog next door comes out and goes, "I know your name, but I'm just going to wind you out." And uh, and that's what happens, and that's why we get. Our, Poor precious little kind of Arlo, who was sitting on sitting on my lap before you joined us. So, and no, um, but apart from ISS, is that the only game you've been playing? Or you can't been getting anything? No, 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 no. Uh, been playing some Heat. Um, good old Heat. Is uh, it? What else have you been playing? Is it good? I love it. I love it. Is it I good? Love, 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 love it. What's yeah. why? I mean, if I've got Flam Rouge and I don't have Flam Rouge, but if I did, I've only I've played Flam Rouge two. Like twice, but like before, lo- well before lockdown. So I can't, although I like Flam Rouge, hmm. I'm, I remember I was, I kind of always struggled with it. I was, I could never quite get it right. Right. You know, the little, the, the maths of hmm. your, your, your two, your two cyclists and getting the most out of it. Um, Heat, I've played now, I've played it with four and five and six. Wow. And then when we played it with four recently, and we used the two like automated uh-huh. ones. 
that worked so bloody well well to the point that one of them came third yeah um and like in that race one of my mates was leading no sorry the automated car came second hmm. i won it one of the one of the i was like at the end of the first lap i was miles ahead it looked like it was like i've got this wrapped Shoot up it. there's no way they're gonna get me. yeah and all the way through that second lap they just just pulled me back it's in amazing. just little by little by little my mate in the first lap after like two-thirds of the way around he spun out on a corner and he was just like i'm done i'm out you wow. know i'm never gonna he was the one who came third you know um and it just oh it's just it's such a great little when you're just you, you you when you're pushing your luck and you're using your heat when you when you should use the heat and really push yourself when you you know when you gamble a little bit with the randomness of the stress cards and you get like this almost like a puzzle mm. you get like like a two and a three and a four corner or something like that like a a succession of of slow corners with reasonable sort of straights between them but not fast straights so yeah. you so you never get back up to speed but you want to get ahead yeah you know kind of thing so really trying to manage if you just nail it and you're like oh i've absolutely crushed it through those corners and then you get to the last one of the three and you're like oh screwed it <laughs> you know like two or three people come past again so we just which is it's brilliant. It's just always like back and forth, back and forth. You know. It reminds me of Formula D. I think it's very much like Formula it D. It reminds me of Formula but it D. Just it's a little bit more. Is the cars? Is polished. it the cards? It's there? just it's polished. Yeah, yeah, it's just polished. You just like Formula D. Although you had the dice with only like a range. Yeah, it was still too. The ranges were still too big. Yeah, too, it was still too random kind of thing, and also. Once you kind of got ahead in Formula D, the catch-up mechanics, if I remember rightly, just they just weren't there. And you, once you were ahead, you were ahead. Yeah, you know, yeah. You had to really screw it up to to get here. But they've just got it. They've got it just right. You know. Yeah. No, I'm just interested because I I I still hear people talking about it. It was like when I hear people talking about Earth and people talking about um, <clears throat> was it as well. Arnak as well. And I'm just wondering how many of these are people just going, oh, we got to get this and have it to the table. And then another one, next thing you know, it's kind of, it, what is interesting is that over the last couple of months in the, the kind of the, the, uh, in the group, the UK kind of tabletop UK blah, 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 sales and thingy group, um, or the BT, B and TCG or something B, like BG, BGT and C UK. BTG and C UK. I'll have a gin and tonic. <laughs> Um, and a packet of peanuts, please. It <laughs> sounds like what you want. I'll have a bit of juicy, please. Um, and can I have a bag of nuts? And a pint of Coke, because I want to spill it on somebody. Um, but I have seen certain things like Arnott kind of coming out for sale, but it seemed like everybody was like, oh, heat's amazing. And then everybody still keeps playing it. And it's really interesting. It doesn't seem to have kind of gone down the kind of the, oh, I bought this and now I'm really... I've not really managed mm. to kind of get it to the table, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, the automate the automated races work so well that even when when we used them in that first game, mm. we had two races that night, mm. um, and all of us said like I'd I'd happily if if like if it was just me and a mate, yeah, and he said he really wanted to play heat, yeah, we'd happily play heat, wow. us two with four automated drivers. It worked that well, you know, and there's enough interaction and stuff like that as well. Absolutely. Completely. Oh yeah, well truly. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah, just sort of 
ducking in and just trying to get that corner before somebody and stuff. Yeah, it works really well. Wonderful. Um, what else have I been playing? What, what else have playing? you been playing? Oh, Foundations of Rome. Oh, okay. So, my interesting thing about Foundations of Rome is I got... And also... What's that? <gasps> Marvel United. Look at how many. There's like literally... <laughs> so It's so much. You've got, <laughs> so you've got much. more Marvel United than you've got paints. Do you have a problem, Luke? I've got many, many problems. My wife has more problems because... <laughs> Her problem, my problems are her problems, <laughs> in in a weird sense. Right. Under my under my um, my impression of Foundations of Rome is it's a fairly light ish game with big boxes, big pieces, and lots of table impacts. Am I? I think wrong. Foundations of Rome is the best game that pisses me off more than any other game out there. Wow. Because it, and I. I hasten to use the word. Yeah. But it's near perfect. It's the near perfect gateway game, I think. Really? If gateway isn't a de- you know some weird derogatory. It's really funny gateway is gateway stupid. is gateway a gateway um, term. <laughs> Are you being gatewaying by using the term gateway? To me, yeah. right? Gateway was a supermarket from the 1980s I used to shop in. Oh, yes, you have- it was. It and eventually became Safeway. It's become Safeways. <laughs> and did, did it not get um, bought over by Sainsbury's? Who knows? Uh, Morrison's, I think. Was it Morrison's? See, Might have been Morrison's. It's only been recently since we actually had Morrison's up here. Um, uh, why is it perfect then? Why is it so good? It's just... Supermarkets aside. <laughs> crap supermarkets aside. Um, it's just so... It's fundamentally so simple. Mm. You know, there's only... In your turn, you do... Uh, one of one of three things. Yeah. So you either you either make money. Yeah. Buy buy a plot mm-hmm. of you know a a whatever, mm-hmm. or you put a building on one of the plots you've already got. All right. Um, and it just it, it's it then but then you get this brilliant so like as you know as I'm sure you know the there's little buildings and then there's big yeah, buildings yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So when you're playing it, you you can replace a building that you've already got out there, yeah. but it has to be bigger than the building. The, the new building has to be bigger than the one that was there. Right. So you could replace two one space buildings mm. with one two space building, you know, or mm. like a one and a two could be replaced by one three. Yeah. Sort of so okay. as long as fundamentally the building that lands there is bigger than anything that was there before. <clears throat> so, and then you so see you've got certain buildings that just kind of, give you points every turn or certain buildings that make you make more money and then certain buildings that um, will be make you more money in relation to other buildings around them so as the game goes on Mm. suddenly like if you put some of those out too soon or some of your bigger buildings out too soon people know like ah he's never going to be able to move that building and that building's never going to change I'll put this point scoring thing here and I'll just keep getting loads of nice wow. loads of points. Yeah. But then suddenly it's like, but also it's a case of, oh, well, I won't put my point scoring thing there because that's only a two and he could move that. He could replace that. If he gets, if he gets G6, yeah. he'll replace it with a, with a so-and-so or whatever. So there's so much more game there than I kind of realized, you know, it's like a really, really fundamentally really nice, like it's, it's the game that you could teach anybody but but like somebody who really knows games and could like 
take games to that next step yeah gets everything out of it as well they don't sit there just going oh this is you know it's nice but you know and then it's got expansions which can add more to it uh. but it pisses me off <laughs> because look at it yes yeah, and how much does that damn thing cost yeah, it's the like I say, it's the most accessible game that yeah. makes itself naturally inaccessible by making it massively daunting and terrifying in its look and its price. You know, that doesn't look anything like a game that everybody in your family could play because of because of what it is. You know, I just... saw I saw it with I saw it sitting next to Mosaic. Hmm. I looked at Mosaic. I looked at I looked at Foundations of Rome, and I thought these are the same thing. Both civil, both civilization games. Yeah. And the thing with Mosaic is, it seems Mosaic's pretty light as a game. It is. It's really <clears> simple. It's really it's light. Simple. You know, it's, it's cards a, yeah. and building up scores. Foundations of Rome sounds like Acropolis got his big boy pants on. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's just like building it's, on top. It's, well, yeah. It's all just about you know. I mean, you can you can be as like somebody who doesn't know how like. You know, somebody who couldn't wrap their head around like the relation stuff. So, like, if if you're if you're not sharp enough to think that somebody is likely to put something there or or whatever, and, mm. and see the see those little like combinations, yeah, you'll still do fine. If you just went right, well, I'll just get as much population as I can, and every turn, every round, I know I get a load of points from that. So you could just go population, 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 yeah, yeah. and you'll do fine. Yeah. You know, you won't make a fool out of yourself. You know, um, is it the kind of ga- is it the kind of game that you could roll up? You could roll up Auntie Susan and Granddad and sit everybody yeah. around the table, and they could Easily. just they could just start getting it within a couple of like minutes. Like I said, there's there's one of three things you do every turn. One of three things, and it's all laid out so nicely that it's simple. That's you know, It's really simple, and it's just so annoying that that huge box. Yeah, and like each person has this tray. Yeah which has all of their buildings in front of it. And as you take a building out, yeah. it, it, it being like its own little sort of basic version of a Tetris shape, mm. you know, then you put it out on the board and stuff, then underneath it will reveal how much money it might give you yeah. or stuff like that. So that, that becomes a, that's a thing as well. That's an important that's thing. But that could easily be a double layered board when you take out a cardboard shape of that. It, it just, and it doesn't need to be this huge, beautiful thing, which is beautiful and it's awesome and it's fantastic. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be. There's no reason it's not in a normal ticket to ride size box with tails, with a board yeah. and six six player boards. Wow, and a load of tokens for money. That's it, and a, and and a deck of cards. That's that's a one to H thirteen or whatever the hell it is. Did you see the um, the news? I don't know. Was it maybe was it Portal Games? Talking about the new, they've released a new style of uh, kind of meeple creation, wood creation. Mm-hmm. They're kind of doing kind of wood mixed with natural kind of glues to kind of, and it allows them to create shapes that, you know, the meeple, wooden meeples, the issue with wooden meeples is you can't kind of mold them. So this is like a new technology which allows you to kind of mold well, do it. Let me just see if I can. This is going to annoy me. And I think it comes out like a stick of rock, and you slice it. You know, it's it, you can. I think you can actually pour it as a kind of like. Uh, oh really? Yeah, you can actually pour it and mold it and stuff like that. So it's, I'm just. I'm, I'm. It might be portal. It might be somebody else. But um, let me just see. See, 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 see. It's going to annoy me. It's going to annoy me. It's going to annoy me. So have you never played Foundations of Rome yet? No. I know. I feel. I feel for you. 
See, if you've been at Aircon... I know. Don't... Where I, where I taught it to Mike the Pillock Pool. Oh, what? Pool got it? Yeah, he got... Well, no, he got oh, to play my coffee because I took it. Because I love it that much. I made sure I had it at a convention. I lugged that bloody great thing around with one other game in a game bag. <laughs> oh, that's just... Yeah, I'm going to... I'm just trying to find this. I can't... No, I mean... Um, no, I can't believe that you've let Mike kind of play it and that's just ridiculous. No, I'm not. I'm, it's I'm just, just a two-player game as well. Just me and him. No. Just me and him. Just by side yourselves. It was a couple of candles. Skipping up and down the tables. One rose in a vase. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. You would never have known there were three and a half thousand other people there with us. You're just you're <laughs> so intimate. <laughs> but that's what that's the best thing about board games, isn't it? Is that you can be in a room with several hundred thousand people. <laughs> you know. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. No, 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 no. I'm not going to find this. This is going to really, 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 really annoy me. I'm really intrigued because I've heard nothing. I'm really going to find. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to find this now. I'm going to have to. I'm really going to have to find this. And we're finding out. We're going to find it. We're going to find out live together. I like you so much. And we're going to find out live together because if I don't find out now, it's one of these things I'll not be able to sleep. And do you know who I reckon? And I think that I know who posted it. I think it was maybe Bez that mentioned it in one of the posts that they, she had posted. So I'm going to see if I can find it. And it's going to drive me up the wall if I don't find it. And it's going to go, mmm. This is where, do you know what happens is I refresh the tab and I end up refreshing kind of a squadcast and I completely cut off all kind of lines of communication and I'm just going to be like absolutely just beside myself. You're just still waiting, you're 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 still waiting. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is going to annoy me to have to Right, come on, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm trying to think how many other people it could have been that did this. I don't know. It does sound like a very Portal Games. It does sound like a Portal Gamesy thing. I can't believe. Do you know? And I'm not sure. It's not like a Czech Games edition. Maybe it is like an Ignacy thing. Ignacy. Do you know what? Maybe it is Czech Games edition. Do you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to spell Czech Games. I thought it was Portal Games. I'm getting getting confused. confused. We're all getting confused. Right. Okay. Let me just see. We're looking this live. I'm googling. I'm (gasps) googling now as well. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. It's it's Czech Games Edition. And it's uh, see that's see rewood. I may have not known about this, but I still figured it out because I was like, I I think I do know who did this. Rewood. There we go. It's Czech Games Edition. There we go. And it's wood waste with a binding material and it's then compressed at a temperature and it's granulated and then it produces kind of, um, combines wood waste and recycling material in 80-20 ratio, creating biodegradable products, including intricate board game bits. So there you go. It's made from, it's 80% shredded wood and 20% recycled binder made from 100% recycled and natural materials. So it can then be basically pressurized into any and molded into any kind of shape. Hmm. And it's Czech Games Edition, which means I'm going to have to go back. Which isn't, which isn't Ignacy. Which isn't. Ignacy is Portal Games. <laughs> we're so, we're I so... stumbled across the right thing with the wrong person. Yes. <laughs> and now we're going to have to, kind of, I'm going to have to try and edit this into some kind of you know do you no i don't care no it doesn't matter you know i mean everybody knows i'm going to fumble through um games i've been playing because i might as well mention one 
Because mm. I want to mention one, and then I want to get on something else. Can well, maybe slightly different along the same time. But I've been playing. I was been playing quite recently. I've been playing uh, Rear Window from um, Funko Games from Prospero Hall. I've had the opportunity to play it, but I haven't played it yet. It's, I'd very much like to. It's very good. It's very fun. And people keep on calling it, is this the Mysterium Killer? And it's like, no. The person that was the Mysterium Killer is the person that you unmasked that did the killing in the first place is a Mysterium Killer. Um, I don't like this whole thing where what they do is they kind of like a new game comes out and they go, oh, is this the is this the Codenames Killer? Is this this killer? And it's just like, no, just, you know, it's like, here's another good game that sits in that genre a, and does it kind of very well. I'm a very football well. fan. There's, there's always <sighs> the next Ronaldo, the next Messi, the next Beckham. The next, it's, it's always that. The next you know, prima donna millionaire that likes to dive. Um, been watching the Women's World Cup football. You don't see them. You don't see them diving about the ground when they get yes, by they another person. You don't. Much, they, you well, don't. not quite as bad. No, it's quite, quite as quite bad. bad. They're not kind of like it's like watching. It's like watching like kind of people auditioning to go for an Oscar. You know, I'm surprised half the footballers aren't on strike with a SAG after a kind of strike <laughs> happening going. You know, <laughs> because they won't be able to roll about in the ground and pretend their legs being cut off and somebody accidentally tapped them. But anyway, um, rear window. Rear window. It's. Okay, so here's a game that I played with um, my middle two. The ante in the middle one. <laughs> She's going to kill me. But we played it once, and then straight away we played it again, and then straight away we played it again. So we played it very, very quickly in, in kind of like quick succession. And we, like in one night? Yeah, well, like literally, literally one, after one after another in an afternoon. Nice. So we you just, know it's a good game when you You know, that. when you just like, because... You've kind of got like the director role, and the director is kind of like, if it's if I'm comparing it directly with Mysterium, the I guess the kind of the role of the director is similar to like the role of the psychic or the medium handing out clues to the other players to let them decide. But what you're doing is you've kind of got like four boards, which pretty much represent the four the four um, the four times a day, um, and then you or the four rounds, and then you've got um, cards that you place you place down a total of eight cards and in those eight cards you're trying to help the people that because it's a cooperative game kind of you try to help everybody kind of figure out whether or not um who lives in that who lives in that apartment and what they're doing right so you might get some of them are obvious it's just a picture of the character there's nothing kind of it doesn't follow the kind of the mysterium abstractness if you know what i mean it's not like a picture of like a tower or a soldier carrying a pair of scissors or anything like that it's very much kind of like here is an ironing board here is a piano here is you know here's a here's a here's a couple of drinks here's a drinks cabinet or here's one of the characters just literally standing there and then it allows you to you've got to figure out who the character is in that particular apartment and what they're actually doing so you get kind of like um You've kind of, you've got kind of like they've all got kind of like different, kind of like different roles. The heartbroken, the kind of, the drunk, <laughs> you know, things like that. But you try to figure out from the pictures that you kind of put down, and then it's like a score. So at the end of the round, then you get a score out of eight, which helps you decide if, if you know what you've done is correct. Now at any one time, you've kind of got like the, the characters from the film at the side that you can step in and they can they can kind of provide kind of. They provide additional powers. So one of them will 
one of them is to you know one of them like gives you an arrow you put that arrow on the card and say of this card what is the most important feature of this card that the players must be doing or is this card has have we guessed the right person for this particular card and it's like a yes no answer so it kind of works it works up but what makes it interesting is that <clears throat> once you, i mean once you kind of play like a learning game you can inter- also introduce like the murderer so out of the total that you're guessing you're trying to guess four characters and four kind of professions or characteristics one of the characteristics is swapped out for a murder so you're trying to guess who that if there's a if a murder has taken place so then it becomes a case that it no longer becomes like a cooperative game it becomes the directors literally trying to get away with you know there's been a murder committed in one of the apartments and it takes place over four rounds so it's like a game of um and i'll be aging myself you remember the game mastermind oh, i loved mastermind when I was yeah. yeah so you're basically you're putting like you're you know oh is it you know does white go in column number one does yeah. green go in column number two and then somebody go well you've got well it was wordle with colors yeah pretty much you're kind of guessing it yeah. and this is kind of like almost like kind of you could say this is a kind of like almost like wordle with kind of um alfred hitchcock yeah. characters but what's interesting with the murder then is it then flips it on the head and the director is trying to make sure they're not allowed to completely mislead people, but they've got to try and get it so that they don't guess where the murder is happening. And it just it just becomes very fun because it, it kind of, with all these games, it always builds on what somebody's psyche is, what they're thinking and stuff like that. And so we played through it and we had, you know, we just had a laugh. We just had a good time. The best thing about it is when you get to the actual end of the game, it doesn't say this in the rule book. And I mentioned, and and, uh, and I think this is one of the, the biggest mistakes that they made in the rule book is they should say, they should say at the end, of, now what to do is go through the game and explain why you picked those particular cards for those particular windows. Because then you get to see, well, I picked this one because that's obviously that person. But I picked this one because um, they were the klutz. And if you look at this, there's a broken mirror in the background. And it says, oh, but we picked, we thought it was the heartbroken because there's also like a bunch of flowers on the top of the piano. And we thought they were kind of like being sad kind of thing. So you get kind of like, um, you kind of get that mixer. So it kind of it kind of works with it all. Is it a Mysterium killer? Um, no, it doesn't have to be. It just has to be kind of like a, a good game. Is it better than Mysterium? So I had issues with Mysterium. I like the fundamentals of what you're doing in Mysterium, but Mysterium, I think, is one of those ones that can... A game of Mysterium can be fantastic, like absolutely epic. Yeah. But then it can be one of those ones where the guy who's the... Or the gal, or the person, or the them, um, who is the... What are they, the spirit or whatever it is? Yeah, I think person. it's a spirit, yeah. the medium, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they just, the cards they get are just, they just you give them nothing. And you're just all, you're just like, oh, well, that's, it's got something, but it's it's not the main thing. And it's, you know, you just constantly feel like you're leading people down the wrong path, you know. So how they um, get around this in Rear Window is if you get a, if you get a, if you get a crap card, then you've got the ability um, to mulligan your cards by you play you play like a, a clapper board and that allows you to kind of clear out your cards and draw kind of new ones 
And also, you could, you've got the ability, you don't have to play every card face up. If you don't think a card is suitable for that particular or any of the windows at all, you can play it face down. So you're basically saying that card isn't suitable. But it also kind of gives a it gives a, a, a further kind of weapon in the director's armory if they're trying to hide a murder, because what they can do is they can turn a card which gives an obvious clue face down. And then how you mitigate that is with the extra kind of character powers that you can play yeah. once a game. You can then, one of them is unveil a card that's been turned down. So it does get that. But yeah, my issue with Mysterium was it was like, it's like me and me doing intros in that I start off saying something and then I take it in the intro of every show, I take it down to a different direction and eventually, you know, mention the guest's kind of name. And it's also, but the problem with Mysterium, Mysterium was like a three, two, one with Ted Rogers. But he used to do that and he, he didn't ever to, do three, two, one. Yeah, he used to do, yeah, he, he used to do three, two, he, he, would, he would go like that and it, it was never three, two. No, he never one. stuck the beast. Everybody <laughs> used went, to do And you used to do it to your parents, didn't you? <laughs> Mom, can we watch three, 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 two, two, one? And then, of course, when you when you were older, she went, don't do that because that's rude. So you would do it, the, you'd go the other way around. you go, okay, three, two, one. And you'd flip them the bird. And then they'd apparently... Flipping the bird to your parents is more annoying than sticking the V's up at them, <laughs> apparently. But anyway, Who knew? three, two, one. Ted Rogers used to used to be this part on the show where they used to kind of get this ex- obscure clue and then tie it back into them kind of having a, a holiday or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing. That's what I based my entire intro for the podcast on is the ability to spin a clue to come up with a kind of a guest <laughs> name at the end of it. And that's how I felt sometimes with Mysterium was you had, as I say, you had like a a knight under a tower, like holding a set of scissors or a sword or something like that. And I was kind of like going, oh, uh, does that mean I was uh, stabbed? And it's like, no, you've, <laughs> you were pushed out <laughs> of, a, of a cliff. And I'm just like, this is rubbish. So yeah. it's less abstract. And it's good That's fun. That's good. And I think, I think the other thing, I think Rear Window's going to end up kind of maybe in the long term, obviously Mysterium's got a head start and it's a staple, but I think people who really like Mysterium are probably going to join, um, they're probably going to join the kind of the um, the rear window kind of bandwagon. I, I don't see a lot of people play Mysterium anymore. I think it's kind of like, is it not kind of like one of the, we don't want to play... We're sick of Catan. Can we play something else? And then folks say, "What about Ticket to Ride?" Oh, we've played that before. Well, what about Mysterium? Do you think it's in that wheelhouse? Oh, I don't know. I think it's close. If I gave if I gave a list of like top twenty games that people should kind of start if they were starting off, if people would consider them kind of main staples, put Mysterium in that, would you? I'd probably put Mysterium in that. I think it would be there. I think it. I think that is lofty. It's not lofty, lofty to say the least. Well, I, I mean, I personally don't. I personally don't think, you know, it's absolutely amazing because it can be too abstract. But at the same time, I would yeah. be. I'd be surprised if it wasn't kind of people did put I, it you, in there. You know, you're probably right. I think a lot of people would put it in 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 that sort of category mm. of it. it's it's very easy to recommend because f- it's again it's one of these things fundamentally what you're doing is simple yes in practice not necessarily yes. simple 
um and sometimes in practice it, it feels like it's actively working against you like i said you know it's like it's um but it's it's one of those things i think it's it's a little bit probably like uh like betrayal on the house of the haunted hill everybody knows or it's very kind of widely known that sometimes you could just get some one of the ways that it pans out and it just yeah broken yeah. nonsense yeah but every now and then it's just chef's kiss gaming yeah you know it's yeah, just yeah. perfect it's that's fundamentally fantastic and everybody loved it and you'll refer back to it for years years afterwards you know um i suppose mysterium does kind of sit in that kind of thing when it works it works so well you know um, i think everybody has a good time and i can bring somebody in to play i could bring anybody in to play rear window and i could probably bring anybody in to play mysterium but in terms of if you're talking about is it a mysterium killer in terms of maybe accessibility because it's not abstract i think it kind of works a little bit better i think that you could i could just say right here's a clue and then you would get people kind of going, if they didn't get a clue, they'd be, it'd be like the obvious one that were kind of like, um, well, they were, I, I said klutz because there's a broken mirror in the background and there's a broken glass in the floor. And it's like, oh, I thought it was heartbroken because there's like a series of flowers there and there's a bottle of wine that suggests that they're quite sad. But it's not like the case where you're kind of like going, oh, but I thought it was this because there's a blue mermaid up there and there's the sun shining and it's like causing all the icicles to melt. And that's what I felt with Mysterium. It was kind of like you were kind of, and sometimes you were stretching. And if you didn't get on the, if you weren't on the right wavelength with the individual, then you could be lost. You could be at the end and it would be nothing to do with your fault. You could get the wrong cards, as you say, crap cards. You couldn't do anything with the cards. And you get stuck for a round while people are kind of also kind of racing up the track. Hmm. You know? Yeah. It's it one of one of the beautiful things that Rear Window and Mysterium definitely does is every now and then you 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 like you said, you somebody will say, Oh, well I thought you meant and you're just like You thought thought, what? (laughs) What kind of (laughs) lunatic are you? So when somebody sits there and goes, well, yeah, but that had a picture of a so uh, a mug in it, and I when I see a mug, I think of brutal murder. You know, and you're like, <laughs> one of the what, uh, we had we had that because one of the pictures was like there's a there's a like a basically there's a picture of like one of the old style cameras on the tripod stands, and then next to it there was kind of like basically a whole banquet of food, and like we won the game, but we guessed cameraman, we guessed like photographer. And they went, no, it's like a, it's like a, 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 it's like a foodie. And it's like, why? It's like, a, you were looking at it. And it's like <laughs> the entire, like three quarters of the, the card is full of like a huge table of food. <laughs> and you went, looked at the, like the camera meant, right, photographer. <laughs> Final answer, lock it in. It's like the 1% club. <laughs> You know that kind of thing. Definitely yeah, missed definitely. The kind of definitely kind of missed what the obvious kind of clue was. Um, what about what about games you want to play? Is there anything at the play. moment that you're kind of because I've not got it here. I've not got it here. I've done, actually I've got it downstairs, which is just a pile of rule books <laughs> that I've got to go through and learn. And I'm just like, um, yeah, there were yes, there are some games I want to play, but. Here is one of them. Let's see. Valbara. Valbara. I've had it for a little while. 
off the recommendation of a one Mr. Dan Hughes. Um, and yeah, I really want to get that played. Um, I really want to get some more minis gaming played. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to play some mini games. There's, I've got a lot of stuff for a game called Dead Zone, which is a Mantic game. Uh, I want to play more Mantic Armada. Um, yes, such more a good Star Wars Legion. Fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was it? Me and Elliot wanted to play a game. Was it? Oh, uh, I want to play more Rumble Slam, which is a game I I love very very dearly. Um, Seems to be a, a game a you game bring from... out every kind of like six to eight months, I, and then you kind of like your your entire Facebook feed for nothing is just like full of <laughs> like kind of like any hit him from the top rope, any tickets, <laughs> and he's sending him to hospital now, and there's drama behind it's the scenes, now and it's all going amazing, and I'm just like going, this is amazing, and then but I'd never hear anybody else kind of talk about it, and it makes me See, think that it doesn't actually exist as a game, except in your imagination. <laughs> Up in my noggin. Up in the noggin. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy WWF wrestling is just... I know. It's just such a perfect game. Because I think I'm just the, I'm so the right age for it as well. Yeah. Because it makes loads of references to the old Hulk Hogan eras and the Brett's Hitman Hearts and the Ultimate Warriors and stuff like that. And then one. it makes loads of pop, pop culture references as well. And it's just, yeah. it's I love painting it because it's just a joy to paint them because they're just so silly, but they're really nice at the same time. You'll be able to do you whatever. So. You'll be able to do whatever you want. You'll be able to do whatever mm. you want. Personally... I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, look at, and I'm determined to get this played. Dwellings of Eldervale. Yeah, I played it once. Yeah, I have played it once. It's huge. I very much enjoyed it. It's huge. Everybody that I've seen talks about. I've played it once. I very much enjoyed it. And then I don't know what it is about it. They don't get it back to the table again. I know Mike the Pillock Pool. <laughs> you have to look him up. It's famous Pillock. <laughs> Don't know, he's not from Pool though. Funnily enough. So he's a liar as well as a Pillock. Um, and he'll be like that. He'll be fascinated to know he's getting name dropped in this show. And Dan's been name dropped. We haven't even bothered. Mike Delisio. Mike Delisio loves Dwellings of Eldervale. He loves it. And he's, he does. That's his number one game now. It is his number one game. And it's one of the reasons that I kind of. I kind of, I, I was kind of. So that's one that I'm determined to get. It's a work. It's like a. It's. I think it's like a strange worker placement kind of resource management battling kind of big monsters it's type like of game. Worker placement, almost a bit of action selection as well. If I remember rightly, mm. then you've got like tableau management, not tableau building. Yeah, but your tableau changes. Yes. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a bit of a lot of things, um, and you know I played one game of it at a convention last year. So uh, a convention. Um, uh, the one well, fact what is now the Aircon West, and it was a it was a a convention in Telford that is now turned into an Aircon convention. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I played it there, and I really really enjoyed it. I could see why everybody loved it. Um, it's a big box. It's it's weird. It's I mean it's a, it's very weird. It's quite a trippy sort of weird fantasy world that it's in. You know, it's not. It doesn't try and just tick all the regular fantasy nah. tropes. Nah. You know, it tries to do some stuff that's different. It's, and, it's, it's, there's a bit of world building. You sometimes it doesn't, find it. it doesn't really do anything 
it doesn't try and really tick any boxes that all the things try and tick. It tries to sort of go, yeah. well, here's the box, yeah. and I'll just move over here a little bit, and I'll put my tick four inches to the right. It's like I think it's you're playing squares. So it starts yeah. drawing dots next to the other boxes yeah. and then starts filling in its own boxes kind of thing. But it yeah. fascinates. It's one of those things, please tick this box, and it puts a cross in it. <laughs> it's like, I will mark the box, but not <laughs> as you requested. Exactly. I'm doing my own. You're lucky I even looked at the box. You know, I actually threw a dart to mark the box. That's why the hole is kind of there. It's another one of these games that I reckon if it was in a smaller box with smaller components and a lot more of those stuff was like cardboard and stuff like that, that I think a lot more people would play it. I think it's another thing like Foundations of Rome. It's such a big box. It's got so many. I mean, the legendary editions kind of like it's like the legendary editions got bases you can put on the monsters, and it has this, the. This is what I played with, and it's got like, like <laughs> you can put and the just, monsters down, and they make their own sense. And... It's just absolutely fantastic. So I want to get. I've and surprisingly enough, the rule book is not big. It's it's pretty small and condensed. There's not right. an awful lot of stuff in the rule book, which kind of excites me. Um, so you've got it? I've got it. Oh. I need to get it. Did you look at Andromeda's Edge when it was on Gamefound? I did not, no. Because it's sort of sci-fi things oh. of Eldervale. Okay. It's very much, it takes a lot of, I think, a lot of, of dwellings hmm. and put it into a new thing. So yeah, worth a look. Cool. It is late pledge. Late pledge is open. On game found. There you go. I have done my business requirements. <laughs> it's fair filling up. I mean, it's officially you're open. You're open to just. Are you officially open now to people just? Oh kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have been just launching products. Yeah, I mean, that's time, been yeah. for some time now that you've been able to do. It. You plan it yeah. unknown. There's recently one that's kind of funded on there that kind of looks done really well. Very, yeah, very interested. Um, I think beasts. Uh, be- is it beast? Beasts? Is it um, is it a which... follow up? Are they calling it beasts? Or are they just calling it beasts? Something it's, well, else? Well, it's it's there's an expansion to it, so it's it's uh-huh. a reprint of the original, and then it's um, yeah the new version of that. That's um, Shattered Islands. The amount of followers for that's Shattered Islands. That's it. Um, that looks like it'll be huge. Um, I wonder. I wonder how much of that <clears throat> is off the bat of the shut up and sit down review more than likely i mean they they are fundamentally one of those companies that sets the tone of uh they can make or break something um in fact elzera games uh doing catacombs 2 on GameFound soon enough the up and coming is 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 on there it's kind of interesting to see all these companies that you know have gone from the have gone from the the other the green the green circle the green k jumped over (laughs) No, that's kind of cool. So you must be busy then. Are you, is it, you know, busy, busy, busy? Yeah, very, very, yeah. Up to your eyes and... Yeah, yeah, all the time. We're just always dealing with stuff and issues and things, you know, just people just, you know, always needing help for this, that, or whatever, and asking for lots of advice, you know. um, Because we get, like, we've had a lot of companies who are big companies, Mm. but have never done crowdfunding. Yeah. Like, um... Like, uh, I mean, one of one of my, I kind of one of my, I suppose, career highlights in a weird sort of sense was uh, we we dealt with Keyforge, 
for their relaunch of Keyforge from wow. Christian Peterson with yeah. his ga- uh, his company um, Ghost Galaxy, I think it's called Ghost Galaxy, which when he left, you know, uh, left Fantasy Flight, <clears throat> kind of finally passed it on, um, and he acquired Keyforge, but he'd never done crowdfunding and everything, and he didn't really, you know, and obviously Fantasy Flight had never done crowdfunding, yeah. so it was like it really was a kind of whole new world to him. Um, and I've got to admit, when I first i i got uh, i got given them as uh, like I was like this will be your account manager, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll look after you and stuff like that, yeah. I was, and then I never thought I'd speak to Christian. I thought it was presumed I speak to somebody else, <laughs> you know, somebody else dealing with. And then it was like you know I sent you know my email saying you know if you need anything just shout if you want to set up a, a call we yeah. can go through some stuff yeah. blah blah blah. And Christian Peterson's like oh, yeah yeah that'd be great and. <laughs> So eventually, I was—I knew I was going to be on a call with Christian Pearson. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm going to be on a call with someone I consider to be—he's one of the Mount Rushmores yeah. for, for board gaming, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, board gaming wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for half of the stuff Christian Peterson did. That's so weird. Um, and I've got to admit, I kind of thought, oh, is he going to be a bit? He's not going to be a—he's not going to be a particularly nice guy. He's going to be a very CEO. You, you know, he's going to be a very top dog kind of player, Yeah. You know, nah. he, he's just one of the nicest people ah. I've ever met. He's such a sweetheart. He's super humble. Yeah. You know, really nice. To, no, no kind of airs and graces. You, you know, and just, it was just so nice. And like, he's like giving me so many compliments for, you know, the stuff that I've done for him and help him with and stuff like that. And I was like, bloody, you know, that's a real, awesome. I'm, you know, real proud of myself for all that sort of thing. <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah, it was just so nice to to meet somebody who's well who you think, oh, this is like this is an uber cool person. But I'm not sure I actually ever wanted to meet you because I'm not really sure you'd probably actually be all right. Actually, you're really nice, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. Um, and that's that's one of the things I've I've loved about working for GameFound is you know I've met so many cool people in this industry. You know, um, in fact, somebody we were talking uh, about who has been on your show recently, Seppi Yoon. Yes. <laughs> Just mad as a box of frogs. I love him. He's brilliant. <laughs> he's brilliant. And he's coming back on the show. People. We're doing. We're doing. Yeah. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? Because. Why are you doing that? Uh, we're doing that. Your numbers. That's not going to hurt you. That's not going to do your numbers any good. You can't do it twice. <laughs> of course, I can. Because then people will think, "Oh God, he might be on a third time. Well, there's a potentiality. Just... I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, we're going to do our <laughs> Thelman Louise special. Um, <laughs> he'll be Susan Sarandon. I'll be Gina Davis, and there'll be headscarves. Yeah, but... And just driving about, talking about board games. It's going to be a life thing. I imagine Seppi is going through his headscarves right now to choose which Basically, one. Basically, and, uh, and and it's under the proviso that um, he, he he learns how to make a burrito before he comes back on. He's got to learn how to make a burrito. Yeah. Come on, Seppi. I know. It's not rocket science. It's not. He says he goes to burrito you design, truck. You design games for games. I know. Sake. How you difficult can it make a burrito? burrito? How difficult can yeah. it be? But, but then you're a bit of a cook. <laughs> I am. You are a perfect But I, you know, even even as a cook, you understand what's fundamentally difficult and what's fundamentally easy. You know, I assure you, wrapping a whole load of stuff in a big tortilla ain't too ain't rocket science. You know, I think we need. Yeah. I think his 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 ears are going to be burning when he hears this. One. <laughs> I did. I told I told him what was coming on. Did you? Oh yeah. well, this is going to be amazing. So yeah. Well, basically, no, but I mean, yeah, he's Seppi. Seppi's one of these people. I I didn't really know Seppi. No. Um, I knew knew his company, but I didn't I didn't know 
him. I hadn't stumbled across him on social media. I don't know really how. Mm. How I'd never I come across the character of Zeppa, you, you know. Um, but just what a lovely bloke. And just, just, just so many people like that, you know. Yes, we um, the amount of people who I could sit there and go, you're fabulous. Hmm. I'm so glad I got a chance to work with you versus the amount of people who I'd be like, I will deal with you as I have to deal with you. Um, I mean, it's like 1% to 99% yeah. of, of fabulous people, you know. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. Awesome. It's great. Awesome. I would, wouldn't change it for the world. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it is time to disparate because I was like going, oh, I'll be an hour. Then we'll run out of things to say. And then I was like, I was thinking <laughs> potentially. We could just keep going. Part part one of volume one. Part, part one, volume one. <laughs> well, we did do an episode before, but no, we've ages. done. It's like, yeah. I mean, I think I when I went away and then came back, you were one of the first people I went. I'm going to get you back on I again. Was the yeah, first you one. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's true. It. This might be my third. Game. This might actually be your third go. So, if people want to find you on the internet webs, where do they find you on the internet webs? Where does do we? Where well, do we find anyone on the internet webs nowadays? You know what I mean. Not on Twitter anymore, if I no problem. No. You might find me on SpaceX or whatever the hell it's called now. <laughs> the porn channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on Pornhub. I got all of that taken down. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, you can find me on Standard Tabletop, which is my YouTube channel, which you very rarely see me on. But I do. I do intend to do more. I want to do more. Um, yeah. It's just all yeah. the time and time and effort. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I got a new camera, which yeah. is nicer, and it definitely worked better, and I got a better setup and stuff. So, but other than that, yeah, you find me on Facebook. You'll see my Facebook. I'm always around. He's always about hanging about, painting mm. things. What he does heavy is he things, runs about, goes into shops, down again, <laughs> goes into shops, yeah. steals stuff, primes it, yeah. paints it, puts it back on the shelf again. People are just amazed, yeah, and then it sells for more yeah. money. So it's a win-win yeah. situation. Doing everyone a favour. And when Luke's not doing that, you'll see him. I was going to say in a vest, but he's probably in a vest all the time now. Just in a vest, <laughs> lifting stuff, doing the Jeff Capes, <laughs> putting it back down again. That's where you'll find him. If you want to find us, go to the internet web, search for We're Not Whistles. You'll find us in all the different worn-out faces, places, bright and early for the daily races, and um, on our blog... Uh, we're not wizards.co.uk on our podcast we're not wizards.com um we're just floating about like um <laughs> it's kind of like that kind of thing that people all scramble away when they see it in the swimming pool um <laughs> a wee job a wee scottish job and if you like what you've heard tonight, then please drop us a rating or review on your podcast catcher of choice. And as always, don't give us 10 stars because I am fabulous. I am in print. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine people like actually will put this one in print. Um, because, you know, we don't want to make him any more big headed. But at the same time, don't give me zero stars because it'll make me cry. Give me something in the middle like a five because it's average. And I'm just a little bit average. But the person's not being average. We might have been here before. It's, it's Luke Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the guesting. It's been a pleasure. It's Thank you for having me. Always lovely. There's two more things to do. First thing is to remember we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Luke? I think I am. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll let it go. It's like it's always a matter of time. 
And yeah, one had to slip through the net. <laughs> they always do. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by wizards, I'm like, you know what I mean? I feel like thinking of starting up some kind of school. <laughs> um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Luke. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful, get yourself. Tell us if you've listened along tonight and any of the games that we've played, you've been playing those games. Tell us about those games that you've been playing because we want to know. Until the next time, goodbye. A wizard is never linked. Is he early? He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm-hmm.